and welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. My name is Chris Finueva, and I'm today's host and the host of all episodes. And today we're going to be going over the anatomy of a great resume. Today we'll cover the different sections of a resume from the summary to education and professional experiences, and I'll show you what makes these sections strong. We'll also cover questions such as, does my education section come first? How do I make my bullet points stand out? And should I include every skill that I have in my resume? And the dreaded question that I get all the time, should I include hobbies and interests? We'll cover all these questions and more during today's episode. But first, just want to give a special shout out to the people that have made this podcast possible. Everyone from our editing to our producing team here at Let's Eat Grandma. We have officially crossed 150,000 downloads. Wow. Makes me so happy. And a special shout out to you listeners who are so ambitious. Our top five cities for this podcast are Austin, representing 4% of our listening base, New York, number two, three is Los Angeles, four, San Antonio, and five, Chicago. And a special shout out to Canada, which is our second biggest listening base country. So all of you make me so happy. You are the reason why I do this podcast. All of you sending me messages on LinkedIn, letting me know that this podcast has been valuable. So continue listening and continue letting me know what you want to learn. And just your gratitude goes a long way. And I can't say that enough. All right. That is enough announcement for one day. Let's go right into it. This is The Anatomy of a Great Resume, episode 217 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Your resume is a sales pitch. This is something incredibly important to remember because most people spend less time on your resume than you think. That's a really important principle to remember because oftentimes we get caught up in our own experiences and we get caught up in our own history with whatever career we've had in the past. And we say, I need to include every single thing I've done in the past 20 years or every single task I've done or every single accomplishment and make sure that is on this piece of paper. That is not the case unless you are, let's say, applying for federal positions and they actually want to see everything. But in most cases, in 95% of the cases for people we've worked on, your resume is a sales pitch, and it's something that should be really whittled down to your best points. So let's talk about resume structure. Resume structure, the sections that usually are within resumes are the header, summary of qualifications, professional experience, you have your skills section, you have education, and then you have the other supplemental sections that can help out with different scenarios. A key point I'd like to make is that the order is flexible for the most part when it comes to how you include these sections. I would say the exception to that would be the header and the summary if you choose to include those should always come first. And the rest, it just depends on your context, which we'll get into. So let's talk about the summary of qualifications. I don't know how many of you know the difference between a resume summary or an objective statement, but I'll tell you right now, the objective statement is something that for the most part, you do not want to include within your resume. Say that again, do not include an objective statement within your resume and instead include a summary of qualifications. The reason why the summary is a better thing to include, and this is a summary at the bottom of this slide, you can see right here. The reason you want to include that is because you want to show the value you have as a professional versus the thing that you want to get out of your next job. An objective statement usually says something along the lines of two 
obtain a job within the IT industry for a growing tech company. The reason why this is outdated and the reason why this is not really adding much value is because people know that you want to apply for that company just by the nature of you applying for that company. They'd much rather see the value you have to bring to the table. So I recommend including a summary of qualifications like this and including something that demonstrates your skill set. So three to five short sentences, that's all it is of your greatest hits. Love the person that coined that term there here in the slideshow and why you fit for that role. That's the summary of qualification. The next thing is professional experience. This is another section within your resume. We all know our professional experiences section. This is where a lot of people spend most of their time looking. And this is where a lot of people spend most of their time in writing the resume. These are all those companies that you've worked for. My two biggest things I'll tell you for a good, solid professional experience section that will get you more interviews is number one, to focus on accomplishments, not your responsibilities. A lot of the times when we're writing our resumes, if we're lazy, we'll just go over to that HR website and we'll copy and paste bullet points for whatever job you've worked for in the past. That is the lazy way to do it. And that's the way that everyone else is doing. And that's the way that's not going to get you noticed. If you want to go above and beyond, think about the top two to three accomplishments you've had for the company you've worked for and get like quantify. Think about numbers and think about the actual results and the things that you've done before. Yes, it's okay to include some job descriptions. It's okay to show that you've done something before in the past. But if you really want a resume that's going to stand out, think about your resume in terms of what you've achieved for the company. A formula for this that is going to get you to do that, and this is one of my favorite things, is use the action verb first. Start off every bullet point with an action verb. And you're going to see some examples later on in this presentation. Follow that up with an accomplishment. Try to use the skill you used because a lot of the times these applicant tracking systems are scanning for skills and always try to include the result. I know this is something that a lot of people get tripped up on. And as a resume service, trust me, we've had thousands of consultations with clients and we say, hey, can you get that result? And they'll say, ah, I don't know, I can't find it. It's really tough. But I would say it's worth taking the extra 30 minutes to an hour to really dig into the last job you worked at and to even maybe email some people who can help you out and get some results. It's worth it because you'll stand out above 95% of the other resumes that are getting sent out. So metrics are crucial. Try to include numbers, percentages, but just any general number that's going to help show context. Education and skills. Education, general rule of thumb, if you're within three years of graduation, this is a rule of thumb. It doesn't always apply but try to include your experience above your education. So if you're a recent grad, that's when 95% of the cases I'd recommend putting your education at the top of your resume because it's the most recent thing you've done. If, for instance, you're a career changer and you're going back to get your master's in something to help you to progress your career forward and to help you transition, that's when I'd recommend including your education section first. But for most of us here, and I'd, I'd say for most of us on this call today, your professional experiences are going to be more impressive and more relevant for the positions we're applying for. List awards, I usually don't recommend including our GPA unless you're a recent graduate and you got that 4.0 and you're really proud and you want to flaunt it. 
But I will say, this is my opinion, I don't think GPA really matters that much, especially when we've been out of school for a few years. Don't worry about it. Skill section, I say pull from the job posting. This is something that I recommend everyone does. It's crucial for applicant tracking systems, which are oftentimes scanning for those hard skills that we need to have going into a job position. So having a skill section is recommended, in my opinion, especially if you've racked up seven to 10 relevant skills for position. I've seen people do this before many, many times, but don't exaggerate your skill set. Don't include absolutely everything if you're not competent in it, because you will get quizzed on it later. Someone's going to find out that you're not that good at JavaScript or Python when they ask you to do it for their company on day one. You don't want that to happen. But try to include every skill you think is going to be relevant for that position. And I recommend not focusing on soft skills so much. Soft skills are incredibly important. I'm not downplaying the importance of soft skills. But when it comes to your resume, soft skills are something that, that are very tough to prove. So I recommend focusing on hard skills like programming languages or marketing software. Supplemental sections. So these are the other sections within your resume that are not education skills, not the core ones, but these are okay to include within your resume if they are going to be impressive. So volunteer experience, totally fine especially if you've had a gap before in the past, maybe you want to include a volunteer section to show what you did from 2005 to 2006 or 2016 to 17 to show what you did during that gap. But only I recommend making sure that it's relevant to the job. Certifications and trainings can be helpful. And I would say that having a certifications section in your resume is crucial if that's within the job posting. Hobbies. I always get mixed reviews on this one, but I'll stand by my belief. I think 95% of the time, hobbies should be off. Not probably 99% of the time, hobbies and interests should be off your resume. It's a great thing to have. It's a great thing to pull out in, in an interview. If you know, for instance, your interviewer also went to Cornell and through some LinkedIn stalking, you know that they were also on the lacrosse team. Talk about that kind of stuff. You can bring it up subtly. But for the most part, your resume should be professional focused mainly. Exceptions to that, maybe if you are within a customer service position or a sales position and culture is incredibly important, they put on the job posting that we all love our sports here. We're a sports loving company or you're applying for Patagonia and you want to mention your affinity for the outdoors. I think that's okay. But you got to be careful about it because it's just going to end up wasting space in 99% of the times. So be careful there. I tend to not include hobbies. Content, common mistakes. So including too much irrelevant detail, for instance, hobbies, and having too much information loaded up in those bullet points. That's something that I often see when I look at resumes is they'll include these chunks of paragraphs almost. And within those paragraphs, it makes it where I don't want to read the rest of the resume. So this is an example of a bullet point that in my opinion is too long and is to be honest, too jargony and something that is going to confuse me if I'm not a coder. So I recommend cutting this down to the most important parts. So how did you showcase value for the company? How did you save the company money or make the company money? And try to whittle this down to one, two lines at most. Don't make it three. So everyone should benefit from that. Other common questions. Oh, how long should my resume be? We had an entire debate and an entire talk on this in January of 2020. And 
this is a big one. This is something that trips up a lot of people. But my opinion on how long the resume should be is as long as it needs to be, but as short as possible. Say that again. Your resume should be as long as it needs to be, but as short as possible. Because nobody wants to read a four-page resume when they have 30 seconds to read the resume. In 95% of the cases, we have not gone above two pages at our company at Let's Eat Grandma. I'd probably say less than that. And I would say for those of you who have less than 10 years of experience, you probably can include it on one page. But again, it just depends on how much relevant information you have for a job posting. But one page, less experience. Two page, you have more experience. Probably don't go above that unless you are within academia or applying for scientific positions that require CVs. It's a different thing. All right. Hope you found this episode to be useful today. We covered questions such as how to make your bullet points stand out. And we touched upon ordering, which is a very important part about the resume process. What do you include first? Which sections do you put over another? Hopefully you found this episode to be useful. And if you are one of those top five cities, I would love to hear from you, even if you're not. But I love hearing about where you are from, New York, Los Angeles, San Antonio, Chicago, and of course, Austin. Send me a request on LinkedIn. I'm Chris Villanueva, CPRW. And let me know where you're from. Also, please leave a review or a recommendation on Apple if you're listening through Apple. And I would love to hear any episode recommendations you have within the body of that review as well. All right, y'all. This wraps up episode 217 of the Career Warrior Podcast. That's it. And I'll see you next Monday. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.